Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello and happy Wednesday. Um, I hope that you're doing well. This is a daily lesson, but before I give you the um, title of this lesson, um, I want to just speak about some things. They're not really announcements, but I just want to point some things out. One of the things is the weather that we're having. Um, if anybody noticed, it's extremely hot in the U.S., in Europe, and in Asia. Very, 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 very hot. Is this not in the scriptures? Yes, it is. Um, it is a sign for the end times in the scriptures. Now, people can call it global warming or whatever they want to call it, but I already um, mentioned this in the lesson that I did about the consummation of time and what the Most High told the major prophets as to what's going to happen, the 12 signs and the 12 periods that's going to happen now. Uh, that discussion in regards to the 12 periods and the 12 signs, <laughs> that's a whole lesson within itself because there's other books that talk about that what's going to happen um and i already mentioned this and we're not going to go into it but this um this was already mentioned in um 12 that uh, 12,000 is it 6,000 year old uh, manuscripts so we know that the most high is right on time with the prophecy that he uh communicated to the prophets so um in my region we still kind of suffer from um, Canada with, uh, their weather. And if you haven't noticed <laughs> the way I'm talking, I'm still not, uh, I'm in the process of healing. I, um, I've been walking around with, um, <laughs> sickness for a little while, but it's not nothing that I can't, um, deal with because it happens every year around this time I have really severe allergies that can present itself as asthma if I don't take care of it so I was walking around with an infection in my ear and um <laughs> a um infection that my allergies was trying to fight that turned kind of ugly um I was living with it and not really um dealing with it and I'm saying this because it's due to the weather. <laughs> so it's kind of that situation about the canary in the um, coal mine situation. If you're not dealing with it, you know, um, 
it gets really severe. So that's what happened. And now I am dealing with it. Um, and like I said, unfortunately, it happens every year, every year. So my voice is kind of low and my hearing is kind of off, but I'm dealing with it and I'm bouncing back. Um, you know, I just have to keep my health up um, in terms of um, keeping my house um, clear of dust and stuff like that. That's a part of what I'm allergic to. Um, I have air purifiers, all that stuff running 24-7, always did since I was a kid. And it kind of just gets worse with the um, situation going on with people destroying this earth. So that's what's happening. It's just, you know, I've been seeing my doctor for many, many, many years, and we talk about it a lot. And yeah, even people who never had um, allergy problems, they're starting to get it. Like um, it used to be a time when you, well, when I used to suffer from allergies when I was working and it got to the point that I couldn't see, I couldn't breathe, I couldn't do anything. And people would just be like, she's faking or oh, she's making, you know, she, either the, I'm this person who's overly dramatic or um, that I'm faking or I'm a hypochondriac. But now these people, even my husband, he really didn't believe that I was as sick as I was. We've been um, married for many years, but when I when I was presented my well, not presented my allergy, but he would see the allergy attacks, and he he wouldn't think too much of them because he was be like, oh yeah, okay, well you say he was sick, all right, and he'll just go on about his business, not understanding the severity of the situation, and now he gets it, not to the um, degree that I do, but he can have an allergy attack and we, he's gone to the allergist. I brought him to my allergist that I've known for, ooh, since 1996. That's how long I knew my allergist. But um, he's gone to the allergist. He's been tested for allergies and he doesn't have any quote unquote allergens that would set something off. However, my cat, when she licks herself, um, her saliva and her dander gets to my husband and it gets to the point where I used to have my allergy attacks and now he understands and I'm allergic to my cat too by the way <laughs> but I'm not getting rid of her <laughs> but um so uh we dust two to three times a week we uh vacuum we keep the house spotless because I have allergies we don't have carpet we we don't, um, none of that, none of that. That's how severe it is. Um, it's unfortunate because this is a growing thing. From the time I knew my husband since 20, uh, 2000 to now, and that's how long we've been together since 2000 to now, he has developed um a type of allergy or allergic reaction to various things. And it's not uh, for any particular thing. It's because the earth um, is being trampled down by the heathens. That's why I say everything is connected. The air quality is bad. The water quality is bad. The food is bad. And this is where people are getting things. Many people who didn't have allergies 
they're starting to get them in some form or another, even if it's not diagnosed by a physician. Like I said, my husband had allergy tests and all of that. And guess what? He doesn't have any reported allergies, anything to look at and say, okay, well, this is the culprit. No. But like I said, with my cat and um, he and my cat are so close. It's certain things that my cat does. He can't be around the cat. Me, I'm going to be around my cat no matter what. <laughs> I don't care. But, um, you know, I wipe her down and I do everything I need to do so I can stay healthy. But I've had these allergies since I was a kid. And I know what my triggers are. And I know all of these things. And I know at certain times of the year, I get the same thing all the time. And sometimes if I don't catch it and I don't deal with it like I'm supposed to, it could get out of control. There was a time that I was on medication for two months because of this allergen and it could compound it could be two to three things um like I said when I was young I had allergies and you know some of my family members had asthma um and when we learned about those things we dealt with them accordingly um and that is changing the foods that we ate and uh the um atmosphere that we was in having air purifiers making sure there was clean air everywhere and um combating the symptoms that would exacerbate an asthma attack okay um there was several people in my family that had asthma attacks and I mean my direct family members when I was growing up and I never had that but I had allergies not the asthma but allergies but today my allergies can present itself as asthma um, I get them so bad that it will present itself on my skin and in my lungs. And that's how it's um, presented itself over the years. And um, I do the best I can in my power to combat that. And I do well, um, pretty much. But what can you do about the outside air? What can you do about... Um, uh, the water quality. You can only do what you can do yourself, like water filters and um, buying quality water. And there is a such thing as buying quality water and it's expensive. So that's what I do. Um, even um, air quality, water quality, um, the food, I am very selective on the food that I uh, buy. I do have a garden. I do um, the best I can. But like I said, you can only do the best you can um in your situation and that's that but um this is the reason why I have allergies it's that time of year yeah and like I said it gets uh really bad I say all this to say don't be surprised people if you start developing um situations of sickness due to quote-unquote climate change now you can call it climate change and technically it is I mean common sense it's a climate a change of the climate <laughs> it's a change of a climate that we um the climate that we were used to into a climate that we're not used to which is more aggressive more um 
taken away from the earth, like the um, regulation of heat, the regulation of air, the regulation of moisture, um, it has changed. So yes, we understand that, but the truth of the matter is the most highs, um prophecy coming to reveal itself and it's going to affect the whole world and the people in it. So this is what you get. Um, allergies, uh, stuff that you never thought that you would get because you're not around things and then things developing and I mean a lot there's a lot of cancers developing there's a lot of stuff developing there people are like what on earth you know what I'm saying so I say that to say there's a lot of things that's going to be changing we have to um, stay vigilant and keep ourselves as healthy as we can um with the things that are in our control there's a lot of stuff that's not in our control and we got to do the best we can because we have to go through this and it's nothing anybody could do mm -hmm. so I say that um just to let you know it's a lot of stuff coming down the pike now that is a segue into the um I hope you can't hear my air condition because it's pretty loud but I'm hoping that it's not a hindrance um like I said the segue for this daily lessons is repentance brings peace um and I usually say <laughs> a lot um in the lessons and when I'm lecturing that we must repent. Hold on. I get my glasses. As I also read in the scriptures, various ways um, it says to repent, but I never uh, really um, went into what it really means and what it entails. And today I want to discuss that, um, what repentance is and what it brings. I like to define it and I want to discuss why we have to do this in order to walk in the will of the most high. Now, this is not going to be a really big lesson. It's going to be a specific lesson. It's going to be detailed, but it's not going to be long. Because like I said, I'm still healing. And um, a lot of that healing um, <clears throat> means that I have to get some rest for my voice, for my hearing, for my head. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to define repent slash repentance. Um, and then we'll discuss and then I'm going to define peace. I'm going to do it with the Oxford Dictionary, and then I'll discuss it in regards to spirituality. Okay? Okay. So repent is defined as a verb. Feel or express sincere regret or remorse 
about one's wrongdoing or sin. The synonyms for that is regret, rue, see, the error of one's ways. Um, and then there's example, there's an example, um, feel remorse for, view or think of an action or omission with deep regret or remorse. And then it says, repent oneself, feel regret or repentance about, I, re um, I repent me of all I did. Okay, that is one def definition. Um, another de definition is <clears throat> repentance, which I'm going to read, which is a noun. The action of repenting, sincere regret or remorse. And an example is each person who turns to the Most High in general, genuine repentance and faith will be saved. And the synonyms for that is remorse, contrition, contriteness, penitence, sorrow, sorrowfulness, regret, ruefulness, shame, guilt, self-reproach, self-condemnation, conversion, rule, sorrowfulness, remorse, etc. Repentance has to do with turning away from sin. The scriptures teach us that a person must repent from sin as a part of the process of receiving salvation. Um, repentance <clears throat> is a change of mind or purpose. So that's important. Repenting is changing your mind from the sin that you're doing and turning where you need to turn. A sincere and thorough change of the mind and disposition in regards to sin. Repentance involves a change of view, a change of feeling, and a change of purpose. It contains three elements, the intellectual, the emotional, and the voluntary. So we see what repentance is. The work of the Ruach, who is they call the Holy Spirit, whereby a sinner sorrowfully turns away from their sin and casts themselves upon the mercy of the Most High by conviction. And this is this goes for any and everybody who's going to turn from their wicked ways. Remember, there's two flocks. And remember, there's heathens, Gentiles, and the children of Israel. Now, the children of Israel is being dealt with directly because the Most High said, this is my lot. These are my children and I'm going to deal with them directly. And then I'm going to deal with everybody else. So right now in quote unquote, Jacob's trouble, the Most High is dealing with them. And I spoke about this a gazillion times. So you already know who the children of Israel are. They are being humiliated right now. And then after a certain time, which the Most High didn't tell nobody when, it's going to turn on everybody else. And when I say everybody else, I mean everybody else. Gentiles and heathens, it's going to turn on them too. So I'm going to read it again. The work of the Ruach, whereby a sinner sorrowfully turns away from their sin and casts themselves upon the mercy of the Most High. Conviction. This uh, most of, uh, 
for the most part, it's the children of Israel and the second flock. They'll be convicted, contrition, the children um, of Israel and the second flock, and confession. And becoming a convert in regards to the uh, the proselytes. Now, what is a proselyte? Somebody who converts to, um, I would say, a religion. And the reason why I say religion is because that's how people understand it. But uh, for the children of Israel, it's not a religion. It's a way of life and it's a contract from their forefathers. Now, when the good news was spread by the apostles in the New Testament, and and this is the reason why uh, Yeshua came down, we already know, we already discussed this 500 gazillion times. There was many reasons why Yeshua came down, which he told Adam. One of those reasons is to get the children jealous and go to a foolish nation. And that's the Gentiles. That's where he, so he could be the light to the Gentiles. I already told you what the light is. You have to follow the light. You're not in the light. You following it. The children of Israel's in the light because Yahshua said that they are the light. They supposed to be the example, but are they the example? No, this is why we in the situation we in. I'm not going to keep saying the same thing. Go to the consummation of time. I explained it fully. So understand that repentance, the most high already knows who's going to repent. He knows. So I'm not talking to heathens. I'm talking to the children of Israel and the Gentiles. That's who I'm talking to. I'm not talking to heathens because they're not going to repent. So nine times out of 10, they ain't going to be listening to me anyway. Okay. It is not a um, coincidence that you listening to this. If you listen and follow these lessons and lectures, it's not a coincidence. It's not. You either the, a child of Israel, who's the original um, branches, or you're an honorary branch, which is a proselyte proselyte is somebody when the um when the apostles who are the children of israel the original apostles are the children of israel when they went to spread the gospel which is the good news that yeshua came and he's he wants you to turn from your wicked ways so that you could go with him to the next life remember this is esau's life people use it as a quote unquote religion when it's really not a religion when you keep doing certain things this is what you got to understand about religion Anything could be a religion. Anything that you set your mind on, your goals and everything. And I'm not even defining it. I'm just telling you what it is off the top of my head. Because a lot of times people need a definition from a European Oxford Dictionary or a Webster's. So that's why I do definitions. But for most people, when you have spiritual um, understanding, you know what it means. It could come out in your own words. But like I said, a proselyte, um, that practices a quote-unquote religion anything could be a religion science to people is a religion and the first thing they'll say oh no I don't believe in religion I believe in science but you're making science a religion that's what people don't understand you're putting every piece of faith and um, your understanding on a on this science that you're making it a religion you're making it um, something that you live by you're making it a dogma that's what you're doing so that's what people don't understand so like I said um, they um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get on this later on in regards to how um, everything was twisted from Yeshua coming here and the apostles going and spreading the good news for it 
becoming a religion and now it's plagued with the devil and wickedness. I'm going to put, we're going to do that lesson too, but I'm not going to teach that lesson. I'm going to um, commentate that lesson, but I'm not going to teach it because somebody else already did it and they spot on. I already told you, I'm not going to um, reinvent the wheel. I don't reinvent wheels. If somebody freaked that lesson down to the ground, I'm going to present that lesson to you and let you know and give that person the um, kudos that they put that, that lesson in place because it is spot on. So I have to say those people who treat this as a religion, those proselytes, and those are converts, uh, a proselyte is a convert. Those people who converted, and I don't even like to say converted, it's because it's something, um, it's a repentance. That's what it is. They keep saying conversion and all this other stuff, but it really isn't. It's what I said, conviction, contrition, and confession of people. Because remember, Yahshua came down here to be the light to the Gentiles because the children of Israel were supposed to do it and they didn't do it. So that's what Yahshua came. And, and Yahshua definitely uh, got those um, Gentiles to convict their hearts to be contrite, meaning sorry, and confess their sins and turn from their wicked ways. That's what repentance is. You got to understand what it is. And only two types or groups of people are going. The, the people who have converted to turning from their wicked ways, those are the honorary branches. Remember, in the Old Testament, the Most High said, I'm going to make you jealous and go to a foolish nation. That's the Gentiles. And it is what it is. Truth is truth. It's in the scriptures. It's not something I made up. And the original branches that are getting spanked left and right, humiliated and all that. That's why the most odds are humiliating them. Oh, they're going to get, they getting it. Jacob's trouble. Oh yes, it's real. Even though you already know there's no Jesus. Yaakov's trouble. Yaakov's um, calamity. Uh, so uh, I say that to say that no matter who you are, the original branches or the honorary branches, you must repent. So now that we understand, uh, I defined repent and repentance. I understand, I, I explained to you um, what it is and how you have to do it. Now I'm gonna keep going. <clears throat> so, being able to repent is the realization that you've been led astray by the world through its lust and deceit. Okay. The wickedness, the wickedness of it come out of her. If you love the world, you already know what those uh, scriptures are. You already know that the world um, is wicked. The devil is the God of the world. Most High says, come out of her. Okay. He also says, if you love the world, you are no lover of him. He does, you can't, you can't be in the middle. You cannot be in the middle. You can't love the world and the most high. You can't. This is Esau's world is soon to end and the devil rules it. And we understand why the devil rules it. We understand the root of why the devil rules it. And just for those people who just started listening, and those people in the back, 
the root of why is because Adam gave his power away. I've been saying this since uh, the beginning and every lesson since, as well as the last uh, four-part lesson that I gave in regards to the consummation of time. <clears throat> we already know that. So this world is bound for hell in a handbasket. Okay? You, what you need to do is be convicted convicted be contrite and confess which is a part of being repentant those of you who are seeking asylum and going to the next uh life that's what you need to do so um being able to repent is the realization i'm reading again that you have been led astray by the world through its lust and deceit. And you're ready and willing to turn from the world in every evil and wicked thing that it represents. Remember, the devil is the God of this world and has been for some time. Okay, this is Esau's world. Uh, Yasharel's world is later, the second world. Most High said he made two worlds. This wicked one for the wickedness. And the next one is the everlasting one. Don't you want to go to the everlasting one? This one only lasts you however you age you are until you die. Okay? And this is why there's certain rules and stuff set up, especially for the children of Israel, that you have to follow until you die. Okay? We already know the laws are not uh, made for um, righteous people, but it's a gauge so that the Most High can give you his grace okay have you been uh uh failing since you um found out that you were a child of israel and you gotta listen to the laws have you been not listening to them and many of them are um ethical and moral have you bypassed them and start listening to the world then your your payment for that is death understand how this works this is not all this, oh, yeah, you're going to get favor and wealth and this and that. You need to come out of that nonsense. Like I said, how did it get to that? And we'll discuss how it got to that because there's a root of everything. We're going to get down to the root of everything. Then you will be, <clears throat> excuse me, educated enough. And I'm bringing proof. You know, I come with receipts, honey. I'm coming with receipts. I'm not talking off the top of my head. I'm showing you. I'm telling you where it is. I'm uploading books, all of that. You're going to know exactly where all this stuff started. And then you'll be able to um, consciously change your mind without somebody just going, oh, yeah, just change your mind. Just change your mind. You want to know why. Why, what? how you know you want to know all of those things you want to know why a, a real conscious and savvy um individual who is searching for their place with the most high wants to know all of these things they want to know and i'm trying to bring it to you okay it's not just oh yeah you should do this just oh yeah just do that you can't ask no questions you don't know nothing Another question goes into another question when they give you a answer that's half behind. No, we're not doing this here. I'm showing you where it need to be. And sometimes people are not going to be able to receive it. 
sometimes people will get this message and it's so overwhelming and they just be like, oh, well, well, I'm not going to deal with it. And they'll just leave it. That's how it's going to be. That's what it says in the scriptures. A lot of people ain't going to be able to handle this. But for those people who can handle it, those people who can focus and walk uh, the way that they supposed to, to be able to get to the next life, they're going to do what they need to do. Cause you're going to, you're going to have to do something anyway. You're going to have to make that decision. And even if you don't make a decision, you made a decision not to make the decision. And it is what it is. Psychological screw. That's what it is. I mean, you got to do it. Don't be lazy. Don't be complacent. Focus on where you're going to spend your eternity. And I'm telling you, it's not hell. I'm telling you, we're we going to do something like, I think I did something like this already, but I don't know. We'll talk about it and then I'll upload the book so you can hear it yourself. Hell is not the worst thing that can happen to you. Trust and believe me. Not being in existence at all. That's the worst thing. Because hell, you're still in existence. Your soul is. And it's suffering, suffering, suffering. But not to be, um, not to exist at all in the next life. That's the worst thing. And I don't know if you could wrap your head around that, but that's what it is. Now, in order to get to the next world, we must go through the perils of this world, especially the children of Israel, through hell and high water, quote unquote, meaning all of the treacherous things that await us in our lives. We have to. I already told you our lives is like roller coasters, twists and turns, a roller coaster in a fun house. It's dark, it's light, things is jumping out, stuff unexpected happens just when you think you're going to be um, a little bit comfortable for a minute. Oh, nope, here comes something else. There goes something thrown, a monkey wrench is thrown in. That's how life is for everybody. So um, I'm going to say it again. We have to go through the hell and high water, especially the children of Israel, meaning that all of the treacherous things that await us in our lives. And when we die, and depending upon the repentance of us through this first world and adherence, we will either be renewed or burned like chaff. And this is the truth. This is the way it is, according to the scriptures, especially the ones that um, I just uploaded, which are some of the major prophets. And they tell a lot of information. I know a lot of people really don't understand that information. And at some point we're going to get to it, but it's so many things that I need to equip you with now. I can't put the cart before the horse. Cause if I put the cart before the horse, then it's not going to make no sense or a difference to you. I need to be able to give you each and every piece. It's like going to school. How can I teach a baby college courses? Well, he don't know his ABCs or one, two, threes. How? Those are the building blocks. That's what I need to give you. And that's what I am giving you. So the stuff that I just uploaded, which are some of the major prophets, this goes for both flocks, but not the chef, which is the rest of the heathen world. You already know there's Gentiles, heathens, and the children of Israel. You know that already. Gentiles are the honorary flock. Okay, the most high loves you just like the most high loves the children. However, the children are the most high's lot, his inheritance. Okay, who's going to take his inheritance away? Nobody. I don't care what you do to them. 
The only one who could really reprimand them is the Most High. I don't care if you take their life. The Most High is going to resurrect the body and then he's going to get after you for taking the life. That's in all of the pro um, all of the prophets, major and minor. Understand that. So according to repentance, we must make the choice to change our minds and free our minds in order to make the right choice so that the rest of ourselves, mind, body, and spirit, can and will move forward and walk in the will of the most high now that we have the idea about repentance i already explained to you what it was i already explained to you what you have to do i like you to know that there are things that come with repentance that will allow us to walk on earth in peace even with all of the things that's going on in the world you already know that there's a whole bunch of stuff that got to go down Wars, pestilence, famines, um, nations against nations, people against people, regular people against people, all uh, systems, all of the systems. If you want to walk in the Most High's peace, you surely better do what he need to do, uh, what you need to do, because the Most High said, and this is a loosely um, quoted scripture, you walk in the will of the Most High, even your enemies will be at peace with you. So what is what do you have to do? You got to uh, repent change your mind walk in the will of the most high convict yourself so the most high don't have to convict you have a contrite heart and confess your sins and don't keep doing the same sin over and over okay because that's not repentance and you're not sorry if you keep doing it no the most high told the children to repent and yeshua told the masses in the new testament so the most high told the children to repent in the old testament yeshua who is the most high in the flesh told the new um told the everybody else in the new testament the scriptures say that if you follow the way of the most high even your enemies will be at peace with you and isn't this what we all want especially the children of israel so now i'm going to quote the exact scripture and it says in proverbs 16 and 7 king james version when a man's ways pleases the most high he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him and this is true because right now we in Kings and what happened with David? Everybody was David's friends. Even um, the um, enemies of the rest of the children of Israel, David was friends with them. They was doing stuff with David. Even the ones that was considered our enemies, they loved David. Every time a king listened to the most high, he reigned for a long time and he had peace. Everybody wants peace. Everybody wants peace. And I'm just telling you this, peace and happiness, two different things. The Most High never promised nobody happiness. He promised peace. Okay? Peace in yourself, peace um, with people, peace throughout the world. That's what we want. All this happiness stuff, no, the Most High didn't say, oh, yeah, you're going to have happiness. Peace. Okay? Peace brings happiness. So it's the peace that you're looking for. So with the scripture in mind, we know that repentance pleases the Most High, a.k.a. and Yeshua, and we will find peace. Understand that? Know that. Now I'd like to discuss what the Most High and Yeshua says in regards to peace. I'm going to define it. 
define, excuse me, age in the dictionary. I already, I already told you it's the Oxford. Now, peace is a noun. And the children of Israel in um, Hebrew, Paleo-Hebrew, the original Hebrew, not Yiddish, because that's a mix of two different nations, the original tongue of the Most High, Hebrew, means shalom. That's what it means. Okay? And it means freedom from disturbance, tranquility. An example is you can while away an hour or two in peace and seclusion. I don't like that sentence. But anyway, the synonyms are tranquility, calm, calmness, restfulness, peacefulness, quiet, quietness, quietitude, silence, soundlessness, noiselessness, stillness. Um seclusion, solitude, isolation, peace and quiet, privateness, lack of disturbance, interruption, freedom from interference. That's what we want. We all want that freedom from interference. And I'm going to tell you what the magnitude of that is, how powerful that is. Interference from anything that comes against you. That's what the peace is. Interference, having having a calmness and a restfulness from anything that interferes from that. And that's what the most high could give you. And we always have interference from everything we don't want. It's like I said, life is like a roller coaster. It's all kind of interference. You could just be thinking everything is pleasant for five minutes and then the other shoe drops. So the most high gives you the peace and the freedom from interference when you repent. And that's powerful. That is very powerful. <clears throat> excuse, excuse me. It's, um, it's also a mental calm and a serenity. Having a peace of mind, this is um, the insurance that it gives you. So... There's many um, examples of peace. And I'm just going to read a few. Um, that was the first example. The second is a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. And that's important too, because we have war today. Wars and rumors of war. And what does it cause? Mental anguish to people. The stress and strife of everyday life of human beings being wicked weighs down on your soul. It weighs down on your body. It weighs down on your psyche, your mental. It weighs down horribly like bricks. And the peace, which is the shalom of the most high, is everything. It's everything. And how do we get it? We got to walk in his will. And what is it that we have to do? We have to repent. We have to turn from the ways of this world 
and change our minds, okay? We have to convict ourselves. We have to be contrite. We have to confess and walk in the will of the most high, okay? It goes hand in hand, okay? Now, um, let me see if there's another one I want to explain before I uh, move forward. Um, another example is freedom from dispute or dissension between individuals or groups. Those are the systems. And I already told you about the system. So um, speaking in systems, a lot of people don't do that. It's a jargon in um, education. Um, in my area of expertise, um, psychological, um, social, um, speaking about different um, different systems. So you learn that in school. And I teach the systems or I lecture on systems simply because it's relevant. And I need people to understand every system makes a difference. Everything is relevant. The smallest system is the microsystem, which is you and your family. The mesosystem is a middle system, which is your um, communities. And the largest system is, you know, is the communities, community um, um, uh, levels, uh, different um, governmental small communities. And... Um, the community in which you're born and your uh, local municipalities, those communities. And then the, ma um, the macro system, which is the largest system, is federal system. It's the federal government, it's different um, countries, it's all of that, and it's all relevant. So if the Most High is promising you peace, what you got to do, you got to uh, repent. He's going to give you the freedom from dispute and dissension between individuals, groups, and larger systems. So how, how powerful is that? That the Most High is going to relieve you of all your enemies on all systems when you do what you're supposed to do in regards to the Most High. This is for your own benefit. This is not for the Most High. Because the Most High, I'm not going to say the Most High don't care what one way or another, but the Most High already did this before the foundation of the world. He already knows who's going and who's not. I already told you before. When Yahshua came down here, if if I didn't say it uh, the way I'm going to say it now, then I'm going to say, you know, you could say that you just heard this. But honestly, I said this before. Yahshua didn't come down here to die for the dead because there's a lot of people that's the walking dead the people that's not going to the next life they the walking dead that's why the most high said let the dead bury the dead you're dead already i'm done with this world this is esau's world this was done before the foundation of the world i'm done with this world basically listen to what the ruach is saying to you let he who has an ear the most high is already done with this world he made two worlds in the beginning this is esau's world according to ezra this is esau's world Okay, that's why you got to work your faith and you will be paid in life. You work your faith. If you work wickedness, you're going to be paid in death. That's the way it goes. 
So if the most high, if you turn it from your wicked ways and repent, I already told you what repent and repentance means. I broke it down five seconds ago. If you work in it, the most high going to give you everything you need in uh, regards to shalom, which is peace. Shalom is the um, Hebrew word, peace, freedom from disturbance, mental calm and serenity, a, a state or period which there's no war or war has ended, freedom from dispute and uh, dissension between individuals and groups and other systems. Okay, this is powerful. This is huge. This is huge. Everybody wants peace except for the devil. That's the total opposite of what the devil wants. So even with, even if you still can't make the distinction between the children of the most high and the children of the devil, your works, your thoughts and your actions is what separates you. It will separate the, the wheat from the chaff. Even though the wheat and the chaff is growing together until the threshing comes, you know the fruit, the, uh, the tree by the fruit that it bears. If you're bearing discord, if you're bearing might equals right, if you're bearing, um, you're going to do what I say and not as I do. If you're bearing war, if you're bearing hatred, what are you? Your chaff. And what's going to happen to the chaff? If you turn from your wicked ways, if you repent and do the things that you're supposed to do, what does the most high give you? Peace, right? That's a part of it. And he's going to give you peace in this tribulation. Because there's going to be war, there's going to be famines, there's going to be hatred, there's going to be might equals right, there's going to be mental calamity. It's going to be all kinds of stuff. But the Most High said, if you walk in his word and in his will, even your enemies will be at peace with you. And that's freedom from dispute or dissension between everybody, individuals, groups, and other systems. That means mental calm and serenity, a peace of mind. That means freedom from disturbance. Don't you want that? This stuff comes with a lot of good stuff. Even the fruits of the spirit, the most high give you fruits of the spirit. Think about that. Fruits of the spirit. Everybody likes fruit. Everybody likes that. If there was no candy, if there was no sugary substances and all that, everybody would run to the fruit. The most high is giving it to you. Nobody's taking it. I'm not saying nobody, but you know what I mean. They're not taking it in regards to the fruit in the chair. I mean, the uh, sorry, the wheat in the chair. Who's taking it? Now I want to read something from Bing. It's an AI that um, you already know AI is. Yeah, we ain't even going to talk about that. I already did a lesson on that. But according to the AI of Bing, the definition of peace is in um, in regards to these scriptures, According to the scriptures, peace is more than just an absence of conflict or a state of rest. It means completeness or wholeness, and it points to the presence of something else. The Hebrew word for peace is shalom, and it means completeness, soundness, and welfare. The biblical concept of peace is larger than just tranquility, harmony, or security. And it rests heavenly on the Hebrew rule root, excuse me, SLM, slim, 
which means to be complete or to be sound. The word peace appears 237 times in the Old Testament. Okay? It also means, and I'm going to read this, but I'm going to go back to that. It also means right relationships or harmony between two parties or people. Prosperity, success, or fulfillment, and victory over one's enemies or absence of wars. Did I not break that down in the dictionary? I broke it, broke it down in the dictionary. The AI is telling you what it is. And I want to say this in regards to how many times it appears. And I said this several times, and I always say it. If something is repeated in the scriptures over and over and over and over and over, that's how important it is. How many times is peace um, stated in the Old Testament? It ain't you. You didn't even the AI didn't even count the New Testament. In the Old Testament, it's two hundred and thirty-seven times. Is that not a lot? That's how important peace is, and it goes with. Um, repentance okay now I want to say something else um, we are living in the time of repentance we are right now we living in the time of repentance I want you to remember what happened in um, Genesis when Cain killed Abel the Most High gave him time to repent. It says that in the scriptures too. The Most High gave him time to repent. We don't know how long the Most High gave him to repent. But we're in that same time now. Because if you notice, let he who has an ear, um, the Most High told Adam, I'm going to come and I'm going to rescue you in five and a half days. For those people who heard my lesson, I'm going to come and I'm going to rescue it. That's what uh, the Most High told Adam in the beginning. The scriptures say, and the scriptures said that, but the scriptures say, for those people who don't have the book of Adam and Eve or the cave of treasures, the scriptures say that in the end times, Yeshua is going to come. So let's just think about this. Yeshua came in the end times. We in the end times and Yeshua came to, um 2000 plus years ago. So where, where are we now? Where are we now? We are in the time of repentance. That's where we are. The Most High has given his grace and his mercy on the people who's going to repent. We are in the time of repentance right now because Yahshua already came. The scripture said in the, in the uh, last days, Yahshua is going to come. Did he not come already? The next time Yahshua step his foot down here, it's over. So we are in a time of repentance right now, okay? So living in truth and the ability to become brutally honest with yourself, to turn from your wicked ways and do it, um, do what I explained to you. We are in that time of repentance. So we have to do the best that we can once we repent and be the best person that we could be, okay? Because you can't be perfect in this world. There's nothing perfect in this world. You got to get your soul to a uh, part of perfection to line up with the Ruach. You have to get your soul because this flesh is not. The flesh ain't even going to the next life. <laughs> We're not even going to be the same in the next life that we are now. This is corruptible. 
Okay, so you got to be the best that you can be. You have to be. You got to get your soul perfect. You can't get your flesh perfect. And that means listening to the uh, spirit. I already told you, and I use psychology because that's my area of expertise. I use the metaphor of the um, the id, the ego, and the super ego. The id is wickedness. The ego is listening to the id, and that's why it's corruptible. When the um, when the um, ego starts listening to the super ego, who is the ruach, who is leading the spirit, and you beat down that flesh, and do the best that you can, and repent, turning from your ways. You're going to get peace on this life. You're going to be able to go through this life with the fruits of the spirit and you're going to get to the next life. If you're not doing that, you're going down with the ship. This ship is going down. This world is going down. I already said it. You already experienced it. It's in the scriptures. Whether you open up the book or not, it's going down and nobody could stop it. You can't stop prophecy. You ain't stopping it. This train is pulling full steam ahead with fire all over it. What you going to do? You going to save yourself or you going to go down with shit? Okay. You need to repent from your wicked ways. You have to. Now. As spiritual beings having a human experience on this physical plane called earth, we must understand and know exactly who we are spiritually according to the most high and who we belong to. That's important, importante. That's important because once you know that, that's giving you a heads up on what you have to do. And who we belong to, I already said, um, which is to the most high. We, we belong to the most high. We are children of the most high and we belong to the most high. That's important. That's who we are. We are the children of the most high. Uh, original branches who are the children of Israel and honorary branches, the second flock. We the children of the most high. That is why the good news was spread those um, thousands of years ago to tell people to repent because this world is wicked. Remember, Yahshua said, just like in the time of Noah, what did Noah do? Noah spent 120 years telling people to repent. That was the time of the repentance, 120 years. Okay? That's what he... Um... Hold on. That's what he was supposed to do. He was assigned to tell everybody to repent. Most I say, if you turn around and you repent now, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to make sure that you saved. I'm going to make sure that you at peace. I'm going to get rid of these devils. I'm going to do all of that. What did they do? Nothing. They continued to do what they wanted to do. How many, um, how many people did the most High save? Eight. Out of the whole multitude of the um, people prior to the deluge, eight people survived. You think the most high is going to bend down <laughs> and allow you to live when you continue to show your behind and smack the most high in the face? Oh, no, honey. No, 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 That's not what's going down. If the most high sacrificed his one and only begotten son, what you think he going to do to you? 
who's a blade of grass and a puff of smoke. What? This is why the most high forgives. Because he already know that you are a blade of grass and a puff of smoke. He's giving you mercy with his grace. But he's not going to be, he's not going to stand for the nonsense though. Oh no, he's not going to stand for the nonsense. He's moving steam full ahead. And you either going to be mowed down and forgotten about, or you going to go right in his barn when the angels come and sift through that wheat and chaff. The decision is yours. Choose ye this day. The Most High said that a few times. Choose. And not making a decision, you made a decision. It is what it is. You're not going to play with the Most High. You're not playing um, psychological games with the Most High. You're not smarter than the Most High. The dumbest thing about the Most High is smarter than you. Okay? Okay. So, this is important to know. And it's a part of the recipe of walking upright with the Most High. Because being able to see past the uh, the carnality of life with all of its distractions we are open oh, excuse me we can open ourselves up to the most high to sup with us okay so if you're being uh if you're repenting if you have a contrite heart if you are correcting yourself the most high don't have to correct you He's going to give you the peace that you need. And I'm going to tell you how important peace is. I already said it, but I'm going to tell you how important it is. When all hell falls down to the ground, it's going to fall, honey. All hell is going on. Right now, you're just seeing a little bit, a little bit of um, what's going to happen. But it's going to get to the point that people really, I mean, you think that you think that pandemic was bad? Oh, no. You ain't seen nothing yet. And the Most High said, even in the Shepherd of Hermas, when he was seeing the tribulation, it was a big monster and he was scared, but then he couldn't be scared because the Most High said, don't be in the middle. You can't be afraid of what's coming and uh, trust and believe in me. You cannot because I'm sending it. So you got to get yourself together, get it together. This is why I do the lessons I do. This is why people are doing lessons. Everybody, everybody who the most high is touching, they trying their best in every way the most high allows them to be able to communicate is doing. We got to straighten up our acts. Time is a ticket. Okay. All right. Let me read it again. It is important and it is a part of the recipe, us knowing who we belong to and who we um, who we are of walking upright with the most high because being able to see past the carnality of this life and all its distractions, we can open ourselves up to the most high with tunnel vision. Don't look left or right, focus on the most high. That's it, okay? And the Most High is able to send the Ruach to sup with us. When our spirits are being able to connect with the Most High, I already told you about the ego, the id, and the superego. We able to connect with the Ruach. And this means clearing out all the junk out of our hearts, our minds, and our souls. Doing a spiritual cleansing, if you will. Okay? That's what we need to do. This is the time of repentance. Yeshua didn't already came the first time to be the light. 
now he's coming with the rod. He's given you his grace and his mercy. The most high who is Yeshua in the flesh. He's given you his grace and his mercy at this time. This is the time of repentance. Just like in um, Noah's days. Noah went and was telling everybody to repent for 120 years. Who's to say um, it's not uh, 1,020 years that this is supposed to happen? Who knows? Who Who's to say? Who's to say after Yeshua? I mean, who's to say what it is? I don't know what the years is, but I'm just saying, you just never know. Now I want to read some scriptures that go with this lesson just to provide you with some proof um, that repentance um, has to come first. And then, you know, you have that peace. The Most High is going to give you that peace. Peace of mind, peace of body, peace of soul, and peace with others. So I want to go through... Um, repentance first this is how powerful and important it is it is important it's not just words because people keep saying it all the time repent 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 but uh, the average person is like what what are you saying and it's even more than turning from your wicked ways i already told you what it was um you know i just felt like um you have to be able to communicate these things so that people really understand and not have this void of okay well you're saying that but what does that mean to me you know what i'm saying i i get it i get it because a lot of people they're not going to ask what that is they're not going to look it up they're not going to understand the magnitude of what's being said because this is heavy this is a powerful you know this is um this is really powerful. This is not just words. This is spirit that we talk. And a lot of people are not going to be able to receive it because they're not in the spirit. And that's how powerful it is. Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. A lot of people ain't going to be able to hear the Ruach simply because they don't have a spiritual ear. It's not like an insult or anything. You have to, before you before you could do that, there's a, there's a process. Before you could discern, understand all that, there's a process. You have to go through the process. Okay, you have to be able to go through the process. A lot of people just hearing words. Okay, well, I'm just going to follow this because everybody else is doing it. That's what we do. We have that herd mentality. Oh, no, I don't want to be left out. So I'm just going to do this. You don't understand what's being said. You don't, um, you don't understand what you need to do. None of that. This is why people get caught up in all these um, religions. This is why people get caught up in um, cults. Because they're just following everybody else. It sounds right. And it's tickling their ears. But they're going to follow it to their own demise. So let's just uh, move on. And. Let me start reading some scriptures in regards to. Repentance. Okay. Repent. Oh, Acts. This is all from the um, ESV. English Standard Version. And it's Acts 3 and 19. And it's in regular language. That's why, that's why I did it. Okay. Okay. Um, repent, therefore, and turn back. Turn back from your thoughts. Turn back from your actions. That's wicked. 
that your sins may be blotted out. See, the Most High has the, the power, the authority, the mercy, the grace to forgive you. Okay? And the Most High says in those scriptures, I could do what I want. He's not saying the way I'm saying it, but pretty much just what he's saying. I could forgive who I want to forgive. I could chasten who I want to chase. What you going to do about it? He didn't told Job that, Ezra, Barak, major prophets. Mm -hmm. He told them that. So what you going to do with it? What you going to do? I'm going to forgive who I want to. Your best bet as a human being, which is you're actually a spirit living a um, living a carnal existence. Your, your spirit and your soul is encompassed in this fleshly body. And it will behoove you to start listening to the most high who made the heavens, the earths, the, uh, and everything in it and you. And not listen to the wickedness of this world. Okay. So I'm going to say it again. Acts 3 and 19, repent therefore and turn back from your wicked ways that your sins may be blotted out. 2 Peter 3 and 9, the most high is not slow to fulfill his promises. Oh yes, honey. Oh no. When the most high says what he says, it will come to pass. Nobody's stopping it. It's the train that keeps going where he wants it to go. Like I said, the Most High is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Now, why is that? Because in the beginning, Adam was given eternity. But what did he do when he um, listened to the devil? What did he do? And this is through Eve. So we, we're not even going to go there. We just understand because Eve came from Adam. So what did he do when he didn't listen? Because Adam didn't even have to partake in the fruit of knowledge. We already know it's not an apple and all this nonsense that you've been taught. It's fruit of knowledge, understanding. That's what it is. What did he have to trade and sacrifice? When you're dealing with the devil... There's always a sacrifice involved. Even today. <laughs> There's always a sacrifice involved dealing with the devil. The devil wants something. He give you something, you're going to have to give him something. And what does he want? To destroy your soul. And what does that mean? That means that you ain't going with the most high. The devil does not like you. He never liked you since the beginning. I don't like them. I don't like him. I don't like the father of everybody who was Adam. He's nothing but clay and matter. I'm fire, fire. I'm the first of the angels that was born. I'm the highest. I'm not going to worship clay and matter in your image, most high. That's basically what he's saying. And I'm going to do away with all of them. So what does he do? He uses every method he has. Uh, the biggest and most enticing is, and I'm not saying in any particular order, money music money music what else does he use power and lust that's what he uses lust in every sense of the word lust in every sense of the word that's what he uses fake promises delusion all of that i already did a lesson about the devil that's a four-part lesson too go listen to it mm-hmm 
what was it? The devil, the devil, the devil. I did the devil, the devil, the devil. And then I did a, a, a four-part lesson on the devil. And that was only part one. The four parts was part one. I didn't even get to mammon versus melanin yet. I'm still working on that. So yes, the devil is very complex. And the uh, the most powerful uh, thing that he uses is the belief system. Because if you don't believe in no devil, then he could go ham. And that's exactly what he's doing. So the most high, he don't want you to perish because he did not create uh, this world in the beginning for it to perish or uh, or um, or Adam. But since Adam gave his power away, everything was taken from Adam. And we have to suffer what Adam did. Just like the most high said, everybody going to suffer for what their forefathers did. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Nobody within the sound of my voice better not believe the wickedness of your forefathers. You ain't going to suffer. <laughs> the most high got something for everybody. Everybody. And like I said, if he sacrificed his own son, his one and only son, who is actually him in the flesh, what you think he going to do to you? You got to understand how powerful all this is. Okay. This carnal life is just a smoke screen. Back to what I was saying. Luke 13 and three. No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Uh-huh. The wages of sin is death. Everybody down here is sin. Everybody has fallen short of the glory of the most high. Everybody on earth, everybody, everybody is nobody left out. Nobody. And Yeshua came down here to put all that sin on him because he ain't never sinned. He put it all on him. So if he bore all that sin, he owns you. And he's the one who's saying, because Yeshua is the one who's going to be judging. Yeshua is, is telling you, I died for a certain people, certain amount of people. I didn't die for everybody because they already the walking dead. That's why, that's why I defined heathens, Gentiles, and the children of Israel. That's why. Everything is relevant. I'm not just talking willy-nilly, baby. Uh-uh. Everything I said in there connects with everything else. Everything is relevant. Praise y'all, hallelujah. Everything's relevant. And you need to understand that. One drop in the ocean makes the drop uh, makes the ocean bigger. One drop in the ocean makes the ocean bigger. Is that not relevant? Matthew 4 and 17. I already told you ESV I'm reading from. From the time Yeshua began to preach saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yeshua ain't lying. Most high ain't lying. Who is Yeshua? <laughs> you're not going to play with the most high. That's what you're not going to do. First John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful. And just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What did I tell you about peace? What did I tell you about peace? And he said it in first John. So he was actually talking to the children of Israel. A lot of this stuff is for the children of Israel. I already told you all those apostles that went out. They only went to the children of Israel. Yeshua said it himself. So nobody could say, oh, I'm a liar. Read it. In the New Testament. Okay. Yeshua himself said it. 
let the most high be the truth and every man be a liar. He said only go to the Lord's sheep. Who's the sheep? The children of Israel. Only one, O-N-E, Uno, person went to the Gentiles. That is Shaul. Okay? You got to understand how this stuff works. You have no idea how this stuff works. Acts 17 and 30. The times of ignorance the Most High overlooked, but now he commands all the people everywhere to repent. He's not playing. We're in a time of repentance right now. He's not playing with anybody. The walking dead are the heathens. The Gentiles are wild cards, meaning we don't know which way the Gentiles is going to go. The children of Israel are already being humiliated, so they're going to be sparkling white when the Most High crushes this world. This is what it says in the scriptures. I'm just giving you the cliff note. You're going to stop messing with the Most High and you're not going to play games because you're only playing with yourself. Time is ticking. And the more you keep being complacent, making up stuff, staying in delusion, not wanting to get out of um, uh, holding on to your riches and all the nonsense that you're holding on to, it will be counted against you. And you're going to get what you get. And the most high don't care one way or the other. I'm just saying, if he know that you gonna you was made, because he's a great part, if he know that you was made to uh, be wicked or whatever it is, or whatever glass that be fed to the dogs or whatever plate, then that's what you're going to be doing. Most high ain't going to think one way or the other, because that's what he that's what he made. It is, um, I want to say too, if you go to the apocalypse of Abraham, you could even hear that yeah, uh, the Most High, who is Yahshua, because um, a lot of times Yahshua was talking to the prophets and the special people, which Abraham was a special person, the friend of the Most High. Yahshua was talking to him, and so was the angel. Um, it says that uh, the Most High made certain people for certain situations or certain things. It also says that the Most High... Um, who, when he comes down here, he's even going to be taking some of the devil's children. Who are the Gentiles? Some of the devil's children who converted. Proselytes. Stop playing. Let me move on. Proverbs 28 and 13. Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper. That's what I'm saying. Don't be complacent. Don't act like, oh no, I don't know. I'm just learning. I don't know. Don't act like that because you're not fooling nobody but yourself. Okay, the expectation is to do better when you learn better. That's what the expectation is. Okay, the time of complacency, the time of ignorance, been gone. We're in the time of repentance. And it's time to repent. Get up off your duff and repent. Again, Proverbs 28 and 13, whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper. But he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Yeah, get up off your duff and act like you know. You're not ignorant. You're smart as a whip. Stop being complacent. Don't be scared. None of that. You rocking with the most high. Who's going to mess with you? Who? When you got the creator of the universe on your side. Stop acting like um, Hermas. Okay? And wallowing in your nonsense. Revelation 3 and 19. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Say who now? With the Yahshua 
say to Yachanan to tell the people, if I love you, I'm going to discipline you. So hurry up and repent because we in the time of repentance, honey. Everything's going to be counted against you. Everything. Two Corinthians um, seven and 10 for the righteous grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret. Whereas worldly grief produces uh, death. You worrying about this world It's going down with the shit. I already told you it's on fire. It's a locomotive going down the hill, right into the pit. You keep worrying about this life and all the nonsense that it is. That's what I'm saying. That's why repentance brings peace. We already know that hell is coming. The children who are walking in the most high's will, and they're not perfect. Now they got things they got to do. You ain't going to worry about what's going on. Just like um, Hermas. You're not going to worry about the tribulation, the big monster tribulation, because the most high is walking with you. I'll say what most people say. The most high got you. I don't like that term because what does that mean anyway? Oh, he got me. Got you in what way? The most high said all has fallen short. The most high said your heart is desperately wicked. Where is it that he got you? He said everybody has fallen short. So where is it that he got you? If you're not doing the work. Your faith and your works seals you in repentance, depending on what you do. If you work in wickedness, your payment is death. If you work in righteousness, that means walking in the will of the most high, turning from your wicked ways, learning these scriptures because they're going to be taken away, keeping them in your heart, being able to recall them, connecting with the spirit. Are you doing this? And that is how you go into the next life. Not all this word nonsense. And I get very passionate about it because I'm tired of hearing the nonsense. I hear nonsense all day, every day. I hear complacency all day, every day. I hear lies all day, every day. That's, oh, I was going to say something. That bothers me. Simply because it's not me that's doing it. Because if I never open my mouth, if I never say nothing else, it won't be to my detriment. It'll be to yours. Because not only is there lies and deception swirling all around, it's been here. The Most High is touching people and they ringing the bell. That's their job. But for people to stay complacent, that means you're not meant to go. The wheat and the chaff, they grow together until the threshing comes. And then it's going to be done away with. Understand the magnitude of that. People's trying to desperately get you to a place you need to be. Luke 24 and 47, and the repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Now, why would it be beginning from Jerusalem? Because the Most High is only talking about the children of Israel, beginning from the children of Israel to everybody else. That's what it is. When he said Jerusalem, remember, the children lived in Jerusalem before it was trodden down by uh, Gentiles. Before it was taken over by Gentiles, fourth kingdom and everybody else. This is in Daniel. Everything is relevant. So it's starting from the children who resided in Jerusalem. Okay. The children of Israel is a birthright and a DNA right. Not where you live, not your conversion status. 
your DNA, because your DNA says something about you. I already told you there's people that's walking on this earth that look just like you and me, and their DNA is saying something else. Why does the Most High said don't eat the blood? Because you eat in the life of somebody else. Your DNA holds your life identity, just like a social security number in the United States. Your social security number is your ID. We don't care what you look like. Your social security number is telling us everything we need to know you owe us. And that's what the most I say. Your DNA is telling me who you are. I don't care if, if nobody saw nobody. The most I know who his children is because of their DNA. The life is the blood. That's why the most I said, don't eat the blood. It's life. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. <laughs> Stop playing. Ooh. Stop. Mm. Ezekiel, I'm still in ESV. I need a minute. Ezekiel 18:32. For I have no pleasure in death of anyone, declares the most high Yah. So turn and live. Say who now? Who? I'm gonna tell you about this. Let me say this. I got two more and then I'm going to move on. Listen to me. The most high been telling the children of Israel to repent and turn around since olden days, since Old Testament. We are still in olden, olden, I keep saying olden. We are still in Old Testament in our, um, in our Sabbath lessons. Okay. In our Sabbath lessons, we in the Old Testament, we had um, just finished first Kings. You understand when the first King came, how he transgressed. He was selfish self-centered and he used people and he killed people without authorization okay that's what the prophet is for to consult with the most high children of israel what did the children of israel do in the whole first kings they didn't want to listen to the i'm gonna start from the beginning they didn't want to listen to the most high they didn't trust or believe him they didn't rock with him they didn't have faith with him since genesis exodus deuteronomy uh, exodus and deuteronomy the laws the statutes, the precepts and commands came in physical form, okay? They always been laws and statutes since Adam, always. The most High said it too. Who is Yeshua in the New Testament? Adam transgressed my statute or my law. So there was always laws in place, always. They just wasn't written down. In, X, um, in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, they started to be writ uh, written down. The laws was written, 613. The commands was written 10. Okay. The children didn't want to listen to the most high in the beginning. They wanted uh, somebody to be the go between. And that's what Yahshua is, by the way, in the New Testament. But let me, I'm just telling you how it all works in a circle. Old Testament, they didn't want nobody uh, to talk to them. They didn't want the most high to talk to them directly. Oh, we need a go between. So he gave them Moses. That was the go-between. Okay? They didn't want to listen to Moses. You know they tried to fight Moses on several occasions, even his own sister and brother. Then they transgressed the laws that didn't even come down with two feet for five seconds. And Moses made them angry. So now they don't want to listen to Moses no more. Then later on, no, we need a king like everybody else. They've been following the devil since day one. What did the Most High say to, um, to Ezra? When Adam sinned, 
a seed of wickedness was planted in him. This is why Yah, uh, the Most High, Yah, had to take a particular man for himself. Who was that man? Who's the man? Let me give you a second to think about it, then I'll say it. Abraham, his friend. From Abraham, he gave a promise. When the promise came, there was a covenant. This is what it's about. It's not about whatever it is that these people are saying it's about. This is what it's about in a nutshell. I mean, how did we get to Christianity from the children of Israel having a covenant with the Most High? And like I said, I will be uh, uploading that because I'm not going to do that lesson. Somebody hit it right on the head and I'm going to upload it. But anyway, this is how this all started. So the Most High told the major prophets of the Old Testament with the Most High's patience. Because the Most High has the fruit of the Spirit. This is why he wants his children to follow the fruit of the Spirit. He already has this self-control and all that. Because if he didn't, if he didn't, if he changed his mind, he didn't have no self-control. And if he was um, instinctual like an animal, we would have been gone. No self-control. This is what he told Ezekiel to tell the people. And what did they do? What did the children of Israel do to Ezekiel? They killed him. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to do a lesson just on the children of Israel. And I'm going to light y'all on fire like a Roman candle. I'm going to light y'all on fire. I already did something about uh, children of Israel, what you're doing. But I'm ready to light you on fire. I'm going to light you on fire. I'm going to light you like a bonfire. Uh -huh. I'm going to light you up. Anyway. Ezekiel 18 and 32, for I have no pleasure in death of anyone, children of Israel, declares the most high. So turn from your wicked ways and live. It's so plain. Stop being beholds and choose life. I am the way, the truth, and life. Choose me. Choose ye this day who you gonna rock with. How many times the most high got to say that? To the children of Israel. He's been saying that since day one to the children of Israel. That's why he said he's going to go to a foolish nation. And he did with the Gentiles. The honorary flock. Half of the Gentiles listen more than the children of Israel. This is why the Most High said he's weeding out the rebels. It's only going to be a little bit of the children of Israel. And the Most High said he don't care. You better go to the book of Ezra. That's what he said. I don't care. He ain't said the way I just said it. But he says he don't care. Many are called and chosen a few. I didn't already told you, only a few is going. So it will behoove you, people who's listening to this and still being complacent, to choose ye this day. Moving on. Acts 26 and 20. But declared first to Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all the re regions, excuse me, regions of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to the Most High, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. So what, what is this saying? And we're still in the ESV, by the way. What is this saying? Yahshua, who Yahshua descended at that time, but this is when uh, the Gentiles, I'm oh, sorry, the apostles went out and started um Performing miracles and doing all that because the Ruach was on all of them. Not only was they speaking in different languages to all the people in that 
cosmopolitan area, they were saying that the children of Israel's first. So first it was declared to the ones of Damascus. Where was the children of Israel before um, the Gentiles came and scattered them? In Damascus, in Jerusalem, and Judea. That's where they were. So the Most High got to the uh, got to the um, apostles and uh, put the Ruach on them, and they speaking in different languages. Not only are they speaking in different languages to the masses that's listening to them, they also speaking to the Most High that nobody can um, discern except for somebody who had the blessing of being able to um, interpret those tongues of the most high. And I'm going to say this, when somebody's speaking in tongues, this would, I'm, I'm going to let you know what's going on in the churches. Now people are practicing some kind of gibberish and they teach in gibberish so that people believe that that's tongues. First of all, if you read in the scriptures, let he who has an ear, the most high, um, not the most high, um, the Ruach who rested on the apostles are saying in the book of Acts, when there's speaking of tongues, tongues is speaking a particular um, language to the most high. It's conversing with the most high. That's what it is. It's a conversation between the most high and the person who's speaking. The Ruach has to land on you to say, this is a particular language and you will know it's not from this world. It's not whom shall la 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 whatever they say. It's no gibberish, trust and believe. Why would you think an all knowing and all understanding and all um, an everlasting Yah would even say gibberish? Why? Why? That's foolishness. And not only if you having this conversation when the Ruach is landing on you and there's a conversation between you and the Most High, nobody's going to be able to interpret that except another person who has the blessing to interpret that. You can't interpret it yourself. That's not, that's not how it works. You better go to the book of Acts and find out. And people sit here and they entertain the nonsense that is a pastor in a church that does this. And you can tell the people don't uh, read the scriptures for themselves. You can tell they don't. And they being led astray. And oh, yes, the Most High got something for those heathen pastors that's doing it. But anyway, like I said, in the book of Acts, it says it's declared to the children first and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to the Most High performing deeds and keeping in their repentance. What is the deeds? Working your faith. Because the payment for faith and working your faith is the next life. The payment for sin is death. Okay? I'm gonna move to the next one. Luke uh, 15 and 10. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of the Most High over one sinner who repents. So the Most High wants everybody to repent, but the Most High knows not everybody's going to repent because the devil got up children and followers. We know this from Genesis. Genesis uh, 3, 14 through 16. We understand that. I already told you everything started with Adam. Everything, everything started with Adam. This is not new. This is not something that just came about. This don't got nothing to do with nothing else, but Adam being the first one to sin and sin being magnified, multiplied, spread like a disease. 
until now. That's why the wheat in the chaff, the most high, who is Yeshua said in that parable, that is a metaphor. Let the wheat and the chaff grow together until a certain time. And then I'm going to divide. I'm going to send the angels to divide it. One part is going to the fire. It's never going to be heard from again. And another part I'm going to take to the next life. How many times were these parables type, these type of parables said in the shepherd of Hermas, in the book of um, Enoch? In the book of Jasa, in the book of Jubilees, uh, in uh, the Bible, in um, the apocalypse of um, Abraham, in apocalypse of um, Elijah. I mean, I could keep going on. There are so many metaphors that the Most High is telling you, even Yeshua, who is the Most High in the flesh, turn from your wicked ways. I already know who's going to the next life. So it's not like it's um, somebody's fooling me or whatever it is. I know who's going to the next life. Okay, I know who's going to the next life, but many are called and chosen a few. I'm gonna call a whole bunch of people because only few go be going, and um, just like that, they're gonna say, just like Yeshua said, they're gonna say, Oh, um, teacher, teacher, we've been casting out devils in your name. He's gonna say, I never knew you, I never knew you. Now, let's go to um. The scriptures that say that talk about peace. Mm -hmm. So you could play games all you want. You're not uh, fooling nobody. You're not fooling nobody. Nobody. Okay. Now I'm on peace. And it's a wonderful thing. It is a beautiful thing. Now. I already told you what peace is. I already told you spiritually what peace brings. I already told you how to get peace. Can't ask for peace and be a butthole. You can't ask for peace and keep sinning. You can't. You're going to get what you give. You're going to reap what you sow. That's what you're going to do. Is that not lo the law that never went away? Yes. Okay. Now I'm going to um, read some scriptures on um, peace. Hold on a minute. Okay. Um, like I said, it's from the ESV, English Standard Version, because it's in regular English. And okay, a lot of this stuff, if you notice, I read from the New Testament, but I'm going to be reading some stuff from the Old Testament because I already told you the Old Testament is the children, biological DNA, children of Israel's history. Now, I'm going to say this and then we're going to keep going. Many people who were brought here, their ancestors in bondage in every country, in every continent. You are the children of Israel. If your ancestors was brought in your that country that you're in right now, in bondage, you are the children of Israel. You are the children of Israel. And the Most High said, Deuteronomy 28, blessings and curses. If you listen to me, you're going to get all the blessings. You're going to have peace. You're going to do all that. You're going to multiply and you're going to mul out multiply all the heathens. So they ain't even going to be here no more. That's in the Old Testament, honey bun. I already read that. Okay. If you don't believe that, go to where I read Leviticus and Deuteronomy, those books. Listen to what I say. Now, if you don't listen to what I say, you're going to have calamity. You're going to have diseases you're gonna look ugly you're gonna look old your body gonna be this and that you're gonna go into um despair 
Uh, you're going to have famines. You're going to have plagues all over your body. Your land's going to have it. Your children going to go into bondage. They're going to be sold for bondmen and bondwomen. They're going to be sold for uh, 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 sex slaves. They're going to be done away with in every kind of way you experimented on. They, you're going to be in jail. Everything is going to happen to you. You're going to be at the bottom. You're going to be slaving and, and putting up infrastructure and you ain't going to have nothing. You're going to be planting gardens and somebody else going to eat it. You're going to do everything and you ain't going to be able to reap the fruits of your labor. Children of Israel. I say that to say the most high been begging them since, in, um, since the beginning to turn from their wicked ways. And what did they do? What are they doing now? The same thing that they've been doing then is the most high not spanking them by using the heathens against them. That's what the most high does. He says it even in the book, of, in the book of um, uh, Barak and the book of Ezra. That's why I uploaded it. Listen to it. Ooh, the most high is giving it to them. You need to listen. I say that to say the most high been begging these children and he don't have to, by the way. But since he don't go back on his word, he's been begging these children since day one to straighten up their act, and they haven't. This is why, and the only reason why, the most I went to the Gentiles, the only reason why. So hopefully the Gentiles don't think that they above the children. Because <laughs> it was the children's downfall that brought them in. Don't you forget that. Now I'm going to go to John, which uh, pertains to the children of Israel. John uh 16 and 33, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. What did I say? But take heart, I have overcome the world. Yahshua told Yachanan that this is what's going to happen. Everybody's getting tribulation. But if you rocking with the most high, you're going to have peace. I already told you, we already discussed what peace brings. 2 Thessalonians 3 and 16. Yes, V, all yes, V. Now may the most high of peace himself give you peace at all times in every way. The most high be with you all. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, this is the Old Testament. This is Old and New Testament that's being said because you could tell by the Old Testament, the most high I've been talking to the children of Israel since day one trying to reason with them isaiah 26 and 3 you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you is your if your mind is stayed on the most high you're gonna be in perfect perfect peace matthew 5 and 9 blessed be all the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of the most high john 14 and 27 peace i leave with you i'm a I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that for uh, next to the last. I'm going to leave that. Okay. I'm going to move on. Hold on. I'm going to leave that. I'm going to leave that for a minute. Let me leave that for a minute. Okay. Let me leave that for a minute. Romans um, 12 and 18. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. You can't live peaceably if you're not in the word of the most high. Who is the uh, God of this world? And he's wreaking havoc. 
Colossians 3 and 15, and let the peace of the Mashiach rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body, both flocks, and be thankful. I'm gonna tell you this. Yah's not going to give you what you don't deserve. He's not gonna give you what you don't deserve. If you don't deserve to um, go to the next life, you ain't going. If you deserve it and you worked it, he's gonna give you. Okay, he's not going to give you the next life. And you just was uh, heathen since day one. This is why he's even wiping out his own children. He's not going to give you what you um, you don't deserve. He ain't giving you the next life. And you've been a heathen all your life. And he don't care who it is. Original branches, honorary branches, and surely not the heathens. He's not doing it. He is a just yah. He gonna give you exactly. He gonna he gonna make you sow exactly. I mean, he gonna make you reap exactly what you sow. Okay, he ain't gonna give you what you don't deserve in this life. He gives freely, but when your works are of the devil, the payment for your works for your wickedness is death. The wages of sin is death. It is what it is. Now I'm going to read Psalms 4 and 8. In peace, I give, excuse me. In peace, I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Yah, make me dwell in safety. Now this is the psalmist, and I believe it's David. This is the psalmist saying it. Because David had to come up against all kinds of enemies. But you know, David was in the most high's will. So guess what? His enemies uh, became peaceful with him. But it's not to say that he didn't have enemies and that there wasn't wars. For the most part, where he was in the surrounding areas was. But those other people that came, the Most High crushed them. We already know this because we already read this in the Sabbath lesson of First Kings. Now I'm reading Hebrews 12 and 14. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Most High. Strive for peace. Don't be puffed up. Don't be envious. Don't be hateful. Don't be jealous. You know, cast all that away and do yourself a favor. You want to go to the next life? Follow the Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands of the Most High. And everything the Most High says is a statute and a precept, which are laws. And I already defined it. I'm going to say this. This is important too. Uh, Shaul said it. Now, I want to say this too. Even though Shaul was the apostle to the Gentiles, remember the children of Israel were scattered everywhere. Shaul was condemning the children of Israel for scatter, uh, for sending the good news, for spreading the good news. He was condemning them. He was a Pharisee. He was a child of Israel in the line of Benjamin. Okay, he was a Pharisee. And he got after his own brethren. So the Most High, who was Yeshua, said, why are you doing this? Why are you teeing up my messengers? Now you're going to the children, uh, you're gonna go to the Gentiles. Not before he made them blind for three days. Yes. And this is all relevant. So after he made him blind and sent him to one of the apostles, that's when he started uh, uh, acting right. Not only did he send uh, epistles or letters to his own brethren 
He sent it to everybody else. He alone was the apostle to the Gentiles. But it doesn't mean that he didn't have a word for his brethren. And remember, at that time, the fourth kingdom had came down and just started tearing up everybody wrong. So the, uh, the children of Israel were scattered everywhere. Okay? They were scattered. So um, Yahshua made sure that the... Um, the supposed to be the 12 apostles, but one was a devil. You already know Judas. And then they chose somebody else. They voted and chose somebody else. But Yahshua himself chose uh, uh, Shaul. Yahshua chose him. Even though Yahshua chose the other, you know, the other 12 and one was a devil. When he, when the devil killed himself, um, the uh, 11 apostles chose they voted and they chose somebody else. So they still had that 12. The 13th one was Judas. And then um, um, Shaul's the 14th. So Yeshua chose Shaul because of what he did to his own brethren and made him go to the other people and start um, sending um, messages and, and, and epistles to them, meaning um, Cephas. Now, uh, the Most High is a genius. I have to just say it like that because not only was Shaul educated, he was smart as a whip. I'm not talking about in education, in training, because education is basically training. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in wit. I'm talking about in common sense. I'm talking about in um, uh, discernment. Shaul was, even when he was a Pharisee. But his heart, was being deceived. So the Most High, who is Yeshua, took him to the side, made him blind, dealt with him for a couple of days, brought him to one of the apostles, and then he was ready. Because remember, the Greeks and whoever they was dealing with at that time, Greeks, Romans, whoever they was dealing with, they look for uh, enlightenment. They call themselves the ones who um, had the knowledge, but they really didn't. Way before they was, when they was in the Mount, scribbling on walls and stuff. Timbuktu was here. The children of Israel was here over in the East doing, listening to the Most High, the Everlasting Father, the creator of the universe, the Alpha and Omega. That's who the Most High, that's who the children had. Okay. So that well surpasses whatever you're doing over here, scribbling on whatever in the mountain. Just saying. And for those people who say, oh no, that's not so, you better go to the uh, book of Revelation. Okay, go to the book of Revelation. Find out where all those mountains are, where the devil, uh, the whore who sits on the um, the uh, dragon is, where that is. Okay, anyway, so I say that to say, um, Shaul uh, wrote a lot of epistles, right? He wrote a lot of epistles and they took many of his writings and they put it in the New Testament. So you need to understand that. So now I'm going to read some of the things that he said. He said to the Romans, who was, uh, it's metropolitan at that time. Everybody from every nationality was there. And I'm going to give you a little bit of information too. It's kind of like how New York is today. Okay. Think about that. Think about how Rome was uh, or how uh, the area was where everybody was, where it was metropolitan. Um. And it was the they wasn't in Rome. They was 
in other places that Rome conquered. So Rome occupied it. They're the colonizers. They occupied the area with might. So might was right. They occupied that area and it was metropolitan as everybody. Everybody wanted to be a Roman citizen because everybody wants to go where the milk and honey is. What's the milk and honey? Power, influence, money, so-called success. That's where everybody wanted to be. People paid for citizenship in Rome. Were they born Romans? No, they paid for their citizenship. You better start doing some history, okay? So when the Romans came and they were the last world rulers and they went and they went up against the children of Israel, which the Most High told them through Daniel, y'all gonna be um, brought into bondage by this last kingdom that was gonna be the worst kingdom ever. Better go to Daniel. I'm not making this up. You're going to be scattered. So at that time, they were scattered. That's when Yeshua came. All of this was preordained. Okay? Since the beginning. And I say all this to say, even though um, Shaul was the apostle to the Gentiles, Shaul is a child of Israel. Shaul is also talking to his own brethren who was scattered and we know this from not only all of those books and who he was talking to but the book of um, hebrews now that's a little synopsis now i'm gonna say this romans 8 and 6 for to set the mind on the flesh is death but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace why is that important? Simply because Shaul wrote this to the Romans and he talked about flesh all the time to the uh, to the uh, Gentiles. The children already knew this. They just didn't listen. Just because you telling me something or just because you tell your children something, you tell them over and over and over and over, you think they don't know what you're saying? They're just defying you. <laughs> when they don't listen, they're defying you. They know exactly what you're saying. They just not listening. So this is what's happening. Yeshua sent a smart Pharisee, ex-Pharisee, who knows the laws and all of that, to the Gentiles after he left. Understand that? Children of Israel already knew this. They knew this. They was taught this. They just never listened. Insubordination. This is the children's problem. Insubordination. And following uh, other nations that follow devils. That's their biggest problem insubordination and following um nations that follow devils that's their biggest problem mm -hmm. so first corinthians 14 and 33 for the most high is not an l of confusion but of peace as in all the assemblies of the saints. So the Most High is not going to give you, you're not going to be confused by what he said. You're not going to be confused by what the Most High said. He said, turn from your wicked ways. Where is the confusion in that? In that? But the devil's uh, the creator of confusion, division, mm -hmm. delusion. He's, he's the creator of all of that. Condemnation. He's the one, but not the Most High. 
Psalms 34 and 14, turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. He's talking straight uh, to the, the psalmist is talking to the children of Israel. Because the psalmist understands what the Most High said. Everybody who wrote Psalms, Abraham, not Abraham, sorry. Um, I believe Moses did some, David did some, Solomon, and some other people. If they're not warning the children of Israel, I don't know what they're doing. If they're not saying um, uh, poems and prose to the Most High, that's what it is, poems and prose, and they warning the children of Israel, and they praying um, to the Most High. Because you talk about, you know, they discuss sinners. There's some prophecy in there. There's all kinds of stuff in there. But they basically tell the children of Israel, turn from your wicked ways. They've been saying it since day one. Day one. Isaiah, which is the Old, uh, Old Testament again. Isaiah, major prophet. There is no peace, says my L, for the wicked. Wicked people ain't going to get no peace. Wicked people ain't going to get no peace. What did I tell you? If you don't turn from your wicked ways, you ain't going to get no peace. You see how um, forthcoming it is? The most high didn't already put his woo-woo-woo for the kids. No. <laughs> no. No. No more woo-woo-woo. Okay? Because enough is enough. Finally, my grace to you and peace from the Most High, our Father, and Yahushua Hamashiach. Now, I'm going to read this two more, and then I'm going to sign off. Hold on. Three. And a Old Testament. Two is Old Testament. One is New Testament that I'm going to, that is only for the children of Israel. I said what I said. Malachi 2 and 5. My covenant with him was one of life and peace. And I gave them to him. It was a covenant of fear and he feared me. He stood in awe of my name. That's one. Okay. Uh, Malachi is a, um, a prophet. And he's basically telling, uh, telling, talking about an individual, but it's a child of Israel. Numbers 6, 25 and 26. For the most high made his face to shine upon you, children of Israel. And be gracious to you, children of Israel. The Most High lift up his countenance upon you, children of Israel. And gave you peace. In the beginning. He gave you peace in the beginning. They always had it until they start showing they behind. When the Most High said enough is enough. Once I do these Lord's statutes, precepts, and commands, if you don't follow them, this is going to happen to you. If you do follow them, this is going to happen to you. And you have to follow them all the days of your life because the laws are not going to go away till heaven and earth pass away. I already said what I said. I ain't going to keep beating a dead horse. It's already dead. Ain't nothing else for me to hit. Now I'm going to say this, and this is going to be the last thing I say before we sign off. A lot of people ain't going to be, uh, be able to receive what I'm getting ready to say, but I have to say it because it's the truth. I already told you. 
when Yeshua was down here in the New Testament, the, mo the Most High, who is Yeshua in the flesh, said, only go to the uh, Lord She. That's what the Most High said, who is Yeshua. He even demonstrated it, okay? He was the one who was the light to the Gentiles. He was, because the children of Israel were supposed to be the light and they didn't listen. I already told you, the worst thing the children are doing is insubordination and following people who's following devils. That's the worst thing. And when you do that, you sin all, all together. All of that, okay? You're divided. You listen to the um, devils. You worship idols. All of that when you um listening to other nations that follow devils. Yeah, and you don't listen to me. It's only two ways you could go. So, John, there was two Johns. Actually, his name was Yachanan. There was two Yachanans. One was um, Yeshua's brother, and one of them was his cousin. Okay? Understand that? Know that. And we'll get into that once we continue to move on with the scriptures. We'll, we'll get into that. As a matter of fact, in 1 Kings, we discussed a little bit of it in regards to Elijah. Because Elijah, his spirit came down as Yachanan the Amersa. Okay? There's a prophecy that says that there's supposed to be someone to come down to make the way for Yahshua. Who was it? Elijah. Elijah came down as Yachanan, the cousin of Yahshua. Uh-huh. I know I'm blowing your mind with it. Those people who don't know. I already told you, Elijah never died. Not only did the Most High send him down here to make way for Yahshua, who is the Most High in the flesh, but he's sending him down here as the other olive branch that's coming down here with Enoch to fight the devil. Sure, I told you, this stuff is better than fiction. True life is better than fiction because with the Most High, anything is possible. Any and everything. He does things for his purposes. I said what I said. And I'm saying all this to let you know there's two Yachanans. One Yachanan was um, Yahshua's cousin, who is um, Yachanan the Immersa. And the other one is Yachanan, his brother, who was Yosef's son before he married Maria, because he had these kids before Maria came. Remember, um, Yosef was an older man. Why do I keep saying Maria Digg on it? Miriam. I have to correct myself. I don't know why I said Mar uh, Maria. It's Miriam. He married Miriam. Miriam was a young girl. Miriam had been visited by um, Yahshua and she was engendered. So that's how Yahshua came through Miriam, through engender, being engendered. Understand that. Okay. Because there's a, there's a book that has scriptures in it. When did a woman ever get another woman pregnant? Child. I, I'm, I'm talking about mysteries right now. But let me just come on down. Let me come down. Let me come down. I ain't even going to go somewhere else. Because I could go somewhere else with it. Anyway. There's two Yachanans. Okay. One of them got his head cut off. And the other one got the, um, the, um, the revealing from Yeshua. Okay. Now, the Yachanan that got the revealing from Yahshua, who is the Most High's brother, 
is saying this. And I say this to say, Yahshua said that the children of Israel go to the children of Israel with the exception of Shaul. Nobody else that he sent to the children of Israel. So if you read in other books and it's, um, they call it John, which is Yonkanon, John, Peter and all that, they talking to the children of Israel and nobody else. That's who they talking to. I say that to say, this refers to the children of Israel. And I'm getting ready to say it. This does not mean that Shaul didn't say it in another way, but I'm telling you what it says. Okay? Because there has to be two flocks. So the Most High, who is Yeshua in the flesh, sent word through um, uh, Shaul and sent word through the rest of the, uh, the, rest of the children who are the apostles. Who had converts. They had converts too. I already told you. They made this conversion thing a religion. And it's not. It's a faith and a belief. And, and it's a way of repentance. Turning your head from wickedness. That's what it is. It's not. was never meant to be a religion. Never. The devil got to it and manipulated it. Understand that. Now I'm going to say this. I know it's a lot what I just said. It's hard to process but if you continue to listen rock with the most high be in his will turn from your wicked ways you'll start understanding what i mean anyway john 14 and 27 peace i leave with you my peace i give you not as the world gives you do i give you let not your hearts be troubled neither let them be afraid what is yeshua saying to yakanai to tell the children don't be afraid I'm leaving you peace, not like the rest of the world, but the spiritual peace I just defined to you in this lesson. That's the peace I left you. It doesn't mean that um, Shaul didn't say this to the other people. It means for the children of Israel, I left you my peace. And he did. The Most High never left the children of Israel. I already told you the husband never left the wife. The wife went whoring. So what is the most high, who is the husband doing to the children? Who are who is the wife? He's spanking her and disciplining her. And he letting her, he's letting her be humiliated by the men, quote unquote, that she left the most high with to go to. And there's gonna be a period he does that. You better go to the book of Ezekiel. There's gonna be a period that he does that, and he's gonna let her be humiliated, and then he'll take her back. Understand this and know this. I'm going to tell you this. The way I feel right now on a scale from one to five as far as wellness and just feeling um, healthy, <laughs> I'll just say. I feel healthy, but my head is pounding. Um, my sinuses are out of control. And guess what I did? I came on here and I still gave this lesson what does that say about me what does that say about you when you in the will of the most high even though you feel like your flesh is saying oh go lay down go do this go do whatever your flesh is saying it your spirit is getting up and doing what it needs to do that's discipline we have to be able to practice discipline in our lives. There's a lot of stuff we ain't going to want to do. Our flesh is going to tell us, oh, no, we could do it tomorrow. We could do this this time. Da, 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 da. 
the most high doesn't promise you tomorrow. You've never been promised tomorrow. This is why today is a gift. It's a present. You're not promised tomorrow. I know many people that swapping down, they was going to bed or doing whatever they're doing and they didn't have another minute to spare before they was dead. I say this to say, turn from your wicked ways. We are in a time of repentance. We don't have the luxury of waiting until tomorrow. We just don't because tomorrow's not promised to you. The most high has a plan and that plan is going to move forward no matter what you do. And your decisions ultimately bring you where you're going to end up. Do not wait for tomorrow. Don't wait another minute. Seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. You don't have the luxury of tomorrow. You don't have the luxury of the next hour. And there's scriptures that say that. You can't turn your, your the hair on your head gray or black. And notice it say black. You don't have the luxury of doing that. Only the most high does. Your job, and I did do a lesson on doing your job, is to know who you are and who you belong to. Once you know who you are and who you belong to, then you'll know what you're supposed to do. And many, uh, a part of that, and uh, a large part of it, is to turn from your wicked ways and repent. I already told you what repent, re repentance is. Changing your mind from the thoughts and actions of this world and turning to your creator allowing him to lead you and give you the peace that you need to continue to walk through this stuff that we going through because it's going to get worse we going through tribulation little by little and when we in it it's kind of like i'm gonna say this metaphor and then i'm gonna sign off anybody who eats sea bugs meaning lobster shrimp uh uh, uh crabs whatever this is what happens they say that lobsters cry when you put them in hot water or even a frog, if you put the frog in the water, if you put a frog in the water, it jumps out. But if you put the uh, in hot water, if you put them in hot water, he's going to jump out and it cry, you know, the sea bugs cry. But if you put the frog in the cold water and turn the water on, I mean, turn the, turn the fire on, sorry, turn the fire on in the pot and the uh, the pot slowly gets hot, the frog will stay in the lobster, will stay in there until they die. That's what people are doing now. The They in the water. We all in the water, honey. We're all in the water, just in different boats. The water's going to get hotter and hotter. What are you going to do about it? That's the question. Ask yourself what you're going to do about it when the water gets too hot. If you repent and choose the most high, because all has fallen short, every heart is wicked. This is why the repentance is important. You don't have to worry about it because I don't care how much that fire turns up, the water's not going to get hot because the most high ordained it that way. So with that, I say that I hope that you enjoyed this lesson. I hope that all is well with you. Pray for me that my sinuses start acting better <laughs> so that I can continue to bring you the word of the most high. I thank you for all your prayers in advance.
And until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed and it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks. <laughs>